Um, <clears throat> yeah, where were we? Oh, yeah, lesbians. Yeah, lesbians. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming! Trailer Park Podcast, episode 125. <clears throat> Welcome to uh, my cousin Daniel and Amanda and Chelsea and intern. Hey. Mm-hmm. Kind of just lumped us all in together, huh? I like that. Well, we're all about efficiency now on Trailer Park Podcast, <laughs> ever since all the enthusiasm was drained out of it by uh, life, growing older, having children, things like that. <laughs> Being a little judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, one two five is the cube of five. It can be expressed as a sum of two squares in two different ways. Okay. Anybody oh yeah, else? one two five goes both ways. It's an independent energy, but it also is cooperative <laughs> when required to accomplish something, and is likely to do something unexpected intermittently. Yeah, it's both uh, good at everything, but great at nothing. One two five energy makes its own decisions and determines the methods used for accomplishing projects, but also realizes the value of teamwork and cooperating with others. Yeah, one twenty five does not like to be told what to do, but does what is it to- what it's told. It's actually yes. it's actually very true. All of these things that we say about these numerology affinities, because they all do contradict each other. Every single one I look at, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, there's only so many like vague. Uh, esoteric adjectives that you can throw at a random number. Like, if, if we put one of those, like, word cloud filters over all of the definitions for all of the numbers that we've covered on this show, would it just come out to be, like, 12 templates that they just shuffle around? It's quite possible. And there's a lot written about the numbers, though. I'm, I'm like, condensing it in a way that I think will be entertaining. There is a lot written about these fucking numbers. And it's a huge website, and somebody's spending a lot of time talking about numbers. It's Nathan, us. you can tell us it's your website. <laughs> <laughs> NathanNumerology.com taken. All right, enough of this monkey fuck. Okay. So something unprecedented has happened uh, prior to this episode. Last night, there was an emergency meeting of the Sad Sack Studios board. The headliner for 125 had to be pulled last minute due to the release being pushed from September 2020 to March 2021. Oh, wow. Which was what? The King's Man. Mm. Pulled. It's gone. Is that the third movie in the Kingsman franchise? Yes, it's the, it's the prequel. That's why it's cleverly called The King's Man. Ooh. Huh? Uh, it would have been a lot of fun. We would have talked about prequels, but instead, it's going to be in a future lineup, and we're going to talk about other things tonight. Well, that's cool, though. I actually appreciate that they did that, because I didn't like that they killed off some people that I liked in the second movie. Mm-hmm. So going forward for a third would have been sad. But if they're going back for a prequel, we can bring those people back. Hello. I think they're still going to move forward with a third one. That's fine. Okay. As long as there's more. I just want more of that dude. You know, the dude that always plays like an evil guy in every movie, but in that one, he's like their, he's like their nerd, their Q. Mark Strong. There you go. 
Right. Yeah, Mark Strong is usually the bad guy. He's usually a good bad guy. Yeah. I, I don't know who that is. Mark Strong, he's tall and he's bald. I thought he died in the second one. Yeah, he does. He does. He's British. Okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> British. I wept like a child. Okay, I was very confused. Yeah. He like stood on a grenade or something. Yeah. Or, or a landmine like in the second. What's that, Amanda? Yeah, I was agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that it was horribly sad, and then he stood on a landmine. Yeah. Spoilers. I actually didn't know that the internet didn't like the second one. Yeah. I was surprised to learn that. So I think they're all great. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I definitely didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fun. Anyway, the point is that it was pulled from the lineup, and we're not going to talk about it. But we already did. Maybe more. Maybe a couple more times, <laughs> but we're going to lay off. We're going we're gonna to open up the roundtable now. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to open up the roundtable and talk about things that we've watched. Um, I'm going to be talking about things, several things from a treadmill perspective, because I'm watching uh, TV shows on my treadmill in the morning. And I'm going to tell you whether it's uh, something that should be watched just on the treadmill or if it's worthy of being watched off of the treadmill. That's going to be my thing. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Right. Because that's, that's where Nathan goes to like watch things that are recommended for him because he's like only half paying attention. Right. So let's start with The Witcher. <laughs> 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 mm, mm, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Henry Cavill's got a uh, a Batman voice going on for his Witcher character. Yeah. Where were all the drugs going? <laughs> I'm the Witcher. Uh but overall, I think the Witcher is an off treadmill viewing. You can watch it away from the treadmill, I think. Well, it's short. Yeah, it's only 8 episodes. It's uh it's got some solid character transformation that I I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I'm a little bit, there's some very small things that I like to nitpick about it. Um, the bard, I find him to be irritating. Oh, I love him. Is he, is he too twee for you, Nathan? I think he could have been cast better. Um, but he, the guy that they got is serviceable. He does it. He manages it just fine. It's just, I think it could have been improved on. And I don't like that he's, uh, calling people by short versions of their names. Cause I figure, I feel like the Witcher character is very formal and he should be saying their names in full. Like he starts calling Yennefer Yen. And that's very strange to me. <laughs> Yen. No, her name is Yennefer. And you being a very formal character would always say Yennefer full version. They call me Gare. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. Right. So no, they don't. There's that. They call him, they call him big G. He doesn't even know the other girl, and he calls her Siri or whatever. He doesn't even know her. Anyway. Yen. Yeah. Small nitpicking. Otherwise, uh, decent decent watch, and I'm uh, looking forward to season two. Someone else say something. Uh, I'll add in, you know, just because I'm sort of like on a video game vibe tonight, um, Witcher 3, the video game, that probably has the most elaborate, intricately involved, and interesting to actually sit through and, and see all the cutscenes of, like, story of NBA, maybe any video game I've ever played in my entire life. After it was done, I was like, wow. I feel like I visually experienced, like, a deep, enjoyable novel. It was so good, on top of it being, like, a badass game that's for fighting and open world and all that shit. But story-wise, just immaculate. And so many titties. So much titties and, like, fucking and uh, unicorns, like... Yeah. I was surprised to find out that it was uh, novels. I thought I had ignorantly assumed that it had started as a video game. Right. Well, that I, I think it that makes sense. I think they're all very close in the timeline to each other. Like this is a very successful property, and that it went from like novels to video games to the big screen, like all within I think thirty years or something. Hmm. But what else? What else we got going? I will. Uh, oh, go ahead. I uh, 
watched some musical films, uh, School of Rock, you know, get some uh, Jack Black in there, and uh, Amanda's favorite, Almost Famous. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think that might be one of my favorite music movie, Almost Famous. It's super fun every single time I watch it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's got like a Daisy Confused, like watchable vibe to it. Kate Kate Hudson kind of disappeared. What do you mean? Wasn't she in that movie with Matthew McConaughey? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Uh, No, they're on a boat. Fool's Gold? (laughs) Yeah, that one. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? (laughs) The Wedding Planner. Failure to launch. Keep going. Um, She's in a lot of movies. Yeah, I know, but she hasn't been in a movie in a while. Uh, 27 Dresses. Um, 13 Mm -hmm. Going on 30. Bride Under the Law. (laughs) I made that one up, but it could have totally passed, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so intern rewatched a couple of old movies great do you have anything else to contribute to this podcast intern <laughs> uh sure i i finished watching um the daniel craig bonds in anticipation for whatever the last one's called no time to die <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh i saw ava which was a disappointment yeah it looked like garbage to me ava what's that it's the uh jessica chastain yeah assassin movie yeah oh that came out yeah we watched the trailer and we were like, oh, that's not lineup material. Garbage. Well, <laughs> I mean, they've just made like seven of those movies yeah. recently in like the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not Killing Eve. Well, no. why don't you talk about Killing Eve? Because that's at least interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's a TV show, you know? Oh. Well, <sighs> uh, I was going to bring up a TV show. I was <laughs> going to bring up another TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I watched Narcos. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, and how was it? Narcos? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just drink by myself in my house and I watch like three hours of it while Mason's at work. (laughs) Uh, Great. Apparently someone told me the other day that you can change it to English audio. That's got to be weird. No, don't do it. I I wouldn't do it, especially after that guy learned Spanish in like six months. Mm -hmm. It'd just be rude. (laughs) Right? Okay. Let's see here. Um, Just today... I watched, uh, in all honesty, probably relatively good or even pretty good indie movie from Russia called Sputnik. It's like a indie sci-fi horror, low budget. Like and, something uh, something was in Sputnik when it crashed to Earth. Yeah, like something happens when they're in orbit, and then when it comes back to Earth, uh, one of them is dead, and the other one is like surprisingly uninjured for how bad the crash was, and so they have him under. Uh, you know, they're keeping him in like this facility to sort of like analyze him with this sort of secret Russian team. And then they bring in this uh, researcher professor lady to help out because she has very like unique takes on things that she's getting a lot of gruff for in the scientific field. So they bring her as a specialist. And it's just I was just t- talking to a man about it earlier. It's this is the sort of thing that like every every other country seems to do better than America is low budget sci-fi. Like I saw, I've seen a couple of other movies that have been on various streaming services that were low budget sci-fi movies from like Sweden and shit. And uh, they all have seemed to like be able to take a few million dollars and give you a really intimate and haunting sci-fi vibe. Like there's not much that they show about space and there's not much that they have to put into this movie. Cause a lot of it's just like interrogation and like trying to figure out what the fuck has happened to this dude and he's off, but they don't know how he's off and it's weird. And it's just, it's so captivating. I was concerned cause it's kind of long, but I don't know. I was really drawn into it. It didn't really kind of ended on a 
on a softer note than I would have wanted, but just in terms of what they were able to do with so little, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating, especially for a Russian indie movie. Right. So. Pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean I haven't seen them like they haven't really cracked into the market. You know, all the different countries have been taking their stab at the at the horror uh, sci-fi genre and sort of having their own little noir moment in the sun. But what I've about really that? Seen uh, what about that Night Watch Day Watch shit? Yeah, see, that, that's that's another good example. It's like when they get, when they get really into it, they manage to put something out that's pretty respectable. So yeah. it's a recommend, especially because it uh, I don't know takes a couple of turns that you just totally don't expect. That whole comment about a scientist that you know isn't being taken seriously in the community or is having their ideas shit on mm-hmm. immediately thought of uh, James Spader and Stargate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 auditorium where all the guys are yelling at him, just like. Telling him he's wrong and that he's stupid. The point isn't who built them. The point is when they were built. Right. Get out of here, idiot. And when he comes in to like join the team at the army base or whatever for the first time and everyone's so formal and seriously talking and he just like stumbles in and spills a bunch of scrolls all over the table. And he's like, all right, just takes over and starts making notes. And everyone's I, like, I was just going to say there's like seven scenes of him just like dropping rolls of paper yeah. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. They were, in fact, uh, star constellations. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so funny because yeah, this has that exact same vibe. Because she gets brought in, and there's like some other scientist dude that's already like heading the program, and he's immediately like jealous and offended that she's been brought in as a specialist. And she just takes over immediately, and he's like, uh, What? This is bullshit. And she's like, This guy's an idiot. Do we have to listen to him? And just like takes over and just shames everyone. Yeah. Two weeks, figures it out. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a TV show that is. It, it has to stay on the treadmill. Okay. It is only treadmill worthy, but I'm on the fourth season of Peaky Blinders. Okay. Yeah. Starring Cillian Murphy, and uh, it starts out being about being about the guns. Starts out just being about the guns that guns. they that they got, and the gun. Everything revolves around the guns. Mm. And then Thomas Shelby, he starts to get a little bit bigger, and his family starts to get a little bit more powerful. They start doing time jumps in between seasons. Things start to get pretty crazy, but it's still just. A treadmill show. And I want to point out that uh, Cillian Murphy, the way that he smokes cigarettes is like an art form and has made me think about smoking more than I have in a long time. So he's doing it right, like the opposite of that weird, awkward way that people are trying to look cool smoking when they've never smoked before. Mm, He pulls on it and he makes, he has sex with it. He has sex with the cigarettes. And Chelsea loves Cillian Murphy and we had a Cillian Murphy movie marathon. We watched a movie called Anthropoid with him and uh, What's His Nuts... From, so uh, hot. from Fifty Shades of Grey. What's his name? Jamie something. Jamie Dornan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Jamie Dornan. Um, it was a gooder. Anthropoid is about uh, what happened guys. to Czechoslovakia during the Nazis in the World War II era. And two guys, two parachuters went in to take out the third in command and assassinate him. And uh, it was actually really well done. It was good. You know when you set up a movie marathon and you're like, oof, that one's going to be slow and boring and it ends up being the best of the three? Yeah. Yeah. We watched it first because we were like, I don't know how this is going to go. And it turns out uh, Red Eye is a terrible movie. <laughs> Wes, Wes Craven. <laughs> nope. No good. Yeah. We saved that one for the end because we were like, oh, nostalgia. Wes Craven, Cillian Murphy, bad guy in an airplane. Nope. Garbage. No, not so much. And I even, I forget what the name of the middle one was, but... That was you, bad, too. You want to talk about a movie with a bad guy that's good. Hmm. Unhinged. Oh, fuck. Starring Russell Crowe. We went to the theater. Hooray. Hooray. Yay. Hooray. We already kind of talked about it over text, but um, yeah, the fact that he's like significantly overweight, like upsettingly overweight and sweaty and gross, 
just like adds to his intensity because he's a good actor. He's an intense actor. So he just puts all of that into being this gross, awful guy that's chasing her down. And it's just, it all adds to it. It's The, mm. the best part of the movie, though, is like during the opening credits and then consistently throughout the movie, like on the radio, there's all these news reporters reporting on this... Um, Road rage? Yeah, not pandemic. Like this epidemic of road rage, yeah. road raging. <laughs> and they're trying to make road raging a thing that we should be like aware of and afraid of. And they're like really pushing to establish that this is a, th- a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's tons of stuff. It's just fun to watch because at the very beginning, they're having like breakfast or whatever as a family. And like, I'm not going to hang out at grandma's house. All the roads there are like a oh. weird spider's web. I could always get lost. And I like look over at Chelsea. She looks at me. We're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's lost. That'll be a factor in the third act. Every single sentence that is said that's not, oh my God, he's behind us, is like <laughs> an Easter egg or like establishing something that will be used later in the movie to defeat him. Yeah. Anyways, it's just fun to go to the theater. Yeah. It's just fun. And watch right. something there new. is something with Russell Crowe being like really like as big as he is because he does have that that like oh oh almost too good at being really sweaty and angry and scary like oh this guy's beat a couple of women you know mm, absolutely I wouldn't be surprised and they establish right off the hop that he's fucking gonna murder some people they don't fuck around yeah well, I was sad in that like terrible uh, movie that they made with Tom Cruise was it the Mummy the, oh, the Mummy yeah. yes. Well, they were trying to build, you know, the the Universal Monster Universe again. And so I'm sad that they sort of had to toss it away because it would have been great because they had a chubby Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only one I was looking forward to. The rest of them could have. I think they were going to do Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man and they were going to do Bride of Frankenstein with Angelina. Instead, I think she's going to do Maleficent 3 in case all of you guys are. I thought there already was a third one. Just two. Mm, feels so like three. disturbing because the most disturbing <laughs> thing about her is her cheekbones and they like accentuate them into like weird devilish points mm-hmm. in that movie and I'm just like <laughs> I we tried to watch the Jumanji sequel didn't happen got got shut off oh it got shut off yeah that's sad did you guys watch it no no I, I haven't one. seen either one of them yeah. no you're smart well in the sequel um, uh, Danny DeVito is entering the game and becoming Dwayne Johnson and if you've ever seen Dwayne Johnson try to do a Danny DeVito impression, you don't need to. It's a The Rock impression. You don't need to. <laughs> it just further establishes that the man does not know how to act at all and that he shouldn't be asked to be anybody but him. Just let him do Fast and Furious movies forever. There is something nice that you said in there. There's You glean something nice out of that. Hmm. Let him be him. Giant <laughs> asexual action star. Uh, the Boys... Oh, yeah. Awesome. And season two is about to come out. And thanks for recommending it, cousin. It was, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it took me by surprise. I totally put it on to be like, well, we'll see if this lasts. And then I just zoomed right through it in like a day and a half. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's refreshing to have a movie being done about superheroes where, yeah, that's more like what they would really be. They would be marketed and merchandised and they would be fucking assholes. Yeah, absolutely. Literal worst. Yeah. What's that? Nothing. What'd you just say? They'd be the literal worst. Pay attention. Oh, I thought (laughs) she said, I thought she said that. And then I was like, oh, I kind of missed the first part. What if she said, Nathan, you're the literal worst. Oh, that is what she said. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what everyone heard. (laughs) And then I got. Numerology over here. (laughs) The literal worst. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, God. 
Yes, the voice is great. Can't wait for it to come out. Uh, let me toss a couple extra ones in here. Um, let me add for a double feature for a nice, like, slower paced but captivating low budget sci fi movie double feature. Go with Sputnik. And then the other one is a Swedish movie called uh, Ainari or Aniara, sorry. Um, where it's basically like this, it's, it's in the future, and there's everyone takes these like elevators up into space because they have these giant ships that act like uh, floating giant malls. And people go on these ships, and you take like a you know three or four month journey, and you get to go like live on a different planet or go visit a different solar system. And it's supposed to be this like cool, fun thing, and it's like super modernized, and everyone's like, "Yay, we're taking a trip!" And then something happens in their trajectory that knocks them off course, and it's going to take them years to recover from how far off course that they've been knocked. And then it's all about like. Uh oh, what happens when like 300 passengers have to like form essentially a new society out in the middle of nowhere fucking space? And it's a uh, pretty intense, uh, so the psychological aspect that they managed to portray, like a lot of the just dread and depression and bizarreness of being trapped out in deep space like that. And then what they, again, they're, what they're able to do with, with a little bit of money that makes it look so polished is like crazy to me. They explored this idea with, with just a movie? Yeah kind of sounds like something that should be stretched out. Well, isn't that sort of the premise of that uh, HBO show? Is there, is Avenue there 5 or whatever it's called? It's being lost in space? Yeah, well, there, it's well, it's like a, a cruise ship in space, and it gets knocked off course, and they get stuck up. There. It's a comedy, though, so it's a different vibe, but... Yeah, it's the makers of Veep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all, like, fast-talking and... Lucy Goosey. Yeah, it's and... it's not good. I mean, we watched it all, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a great little double feature. And the last thing I'll say, I've started watching Lovecraft Country. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick around because I honestly have, I'm clueless as to where this show is going. I thought I knew about a lot about what I was walking into, and I apparently had, all of that was uh, incorrect. But it's crazy two-tone thing that they're trying to pull off here like 1950s you know r- racially intense america involving this black family like coming to this realization that they have this you know bloodline heritage to some rich occult family and then it's mixed with all of this like crazy lovecraft shit <laughs> so at the same time so it's like a very bizarre tone that they're trying to squish together and like they're not quite pulling it off but maybe they come out successful in the end and i kind of want to see it so i'm checking that out right now can't quite say if i recommend it or not yet <laughs> anyone else anything to add before i uh continue i just want to say that um if they do a good job of this mark miller had a comic called jupiter's legacy that was sort of talking about superheroes who were jackasses it was actually the superheroes kids who are like born into it just like drink and have sex with all their fans and are fuckheads and i think they're making a tv show out of it so maybe we'll get more Hmm, that's cool yeah anything else good because i'm going to tell you what i'm fed up about (laughs) all right this is pointless okay Time for plan B. You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Not well, my ass. I don't give a damn if he's sick or well or dead or alive. Look, fuckstick, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass? 
No, thank you. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass! All I know is that first, you've got to get mad! You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! <sighs> That's right. I'm fed up! I'm fed up! Of rebuquels. I'm fed Rebuquals. up of them. Rebuquels. First of all, what are the criteria for deciding that a movie needs to be spun off, sequeled, or rebooted? People are always expressing frustration with the lack of creativity in Hollywood being the reason why they constantly yearn for the rebuquel. If you talked to a cinephile or a college film student, they would probably get hopped up about the fall of a nation, the great train robbery, and Godzilla being the first. But let's be honest, the trend clearly started with Jimmy Pond. And some other characters, usually superheroes, warrant a fresh start and have managed to add to the experience. But usually, things are best left alone. And that is the focus of Rage tonight. This is a segment within a segment. You may choose one of the following three responses to the rebuquel titles that I will be providing tonight. Response number one is, yes, I want it. Response number two is, fine, but just get it over with. And response number three is, no, please stop. Got it. Okay. Uh, Daniel, they are remaking The Thing again. Blumhouse is rebooting The Thing. Uh, no, Daddy, make me stop. <laughs> I was going to go with the, well, for whatever. But then he said Blumhouse. And like I don't feel like I've been impressed by anything they've put out recently. Yeah. And I don't feel like they're going to give it. If you're going to do it again this soon after they did it, well, I guess it was like nine years ago. But if they're going to do it again you need to kind of blow it out and that's not the right place to go to do that. I don't think the matrix. Like said, a, a rebuquel? What do you mean? Like a, like a, they're going to add on to the story from the previous movie or they're just going to redo the 1982 movie. Like, I don't know. Well, I can give you, I try to give you more information. Uh, <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Either. <laughs> I just see that they're constantly rebooting things. Well, they just did a reboot of the thing. Yeah. Not that long ago. 2011. That's what he was saying nine years ago. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The Matrix 4. Anyone. If I lay still, will it be over faster? (laughs) (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne wasn't invited back. I have no idea what this could be about. Uh, I think Neo and Trinity are both involved. But what the fuck could it be about? Did everybody remember what the third one, how the third one ended? There was nothing left to do. Yeah, they died. Uh, now they all exploded or something. Now they get to be reintegrated into the new Matrix. That's right, because he goes and talks with like the architects. Hmm. Just nobody asked for this. This is this is in the category of nobody asked for this to happen. Nobody. I don't understand. Oh, nobody There's... asked for. I want it. Fourth. Yeah, that's true. I, I want four. God damn it! And also, I didn't want. They... I didn't want three, but I want four. But the directors that <laughs> they came out now and also said that Neo is transgender. No, I think. No, what? they didn't. They said it was an allegory. It's an allegory, it, but they have said that Switch, a completely minor character, was transgender. Now they've decided. <laughs> pretty sure. That's why her name's Switch. Well, that makes sense, but I'm pretty sure they mean that Neo has, like, just smooth genitalia. <laughs> like He's a Ken doll? Like an yeah. action figure. Um, okay, but when I, I heard this it. whole, like, The Matrix, it, Wachowskis confirm that the matrix trilogy was a transgender allegory. I'm like, yeah, to, to you, maybe to them, 
to the rest of the world, no. <laughs> Nobody else picked up on that. I tell you that very much. Uh, John Wick 4 and 5. 5 has now been greenlit. I think they're going to re- uh, film both of them back to back. No, please stop. Am- anybody else with me? Uh, I will watch them forever. Yeah, <laughs> until I die. Are they even... I, n- I understand that they are sequels, but they don't feel like sequels because they fall into that category of like action movie and horror perpetuity. Yeah, and they're all direct sequels. They all like, yeah. They all pick up exactly where the previous one left off. I don't think of Mission Impossibles as sequels per se. They're just, it's just another Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's another <laughs> mission. It's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join Britney Spears and say, give me, give me more, give me more. <laughs> yeah, they can, because they, they, they can eventually hand it off to somebody. Because you know, we don't. He's gonna be in it. He'll be in it forever. He'll probably cameo forever. It's fun but, watching all the movie bloggers like write articles where they just they threw in a last minute question when they were doing an interview with whoever. Hey, do you think you'll do a crossover with John Wick someday? And they're all like, oh, I would love to. So then they get to tell their article. Uh, they get to headline it with, oh, Charlize Theron excited about crossover with Atomic Blonde and John Wick when it was just a last minute question before they left because they were talking about the old guard. Stop it. Oh, which I watched. And? It's awful. Oh, come on. Intern said he liked it. So did my sister. Mm-mm. It's way better than that Spencer shit. What are you talking about? I didn't watch that one, but no, I did I did not like Gilgar at all. Hmm. I mean, it's not like it was good, but it's not like it was horrible. <laughs> oh, you're whistling a different tune now. Hmm. I had fun with it. <clears throat> but I would say no, no, please stop to a crossover with Atomic Blonde. <laughs> Well, I think that it is unlikely because it's just something that's talked about between the blogging interviewer and the actress and not something that's being seriously considered. Because John Wick doesn't need anyone to join his universe. They need to join his. Right. From a uh, success standpoint. Because there's many people out there that are being easily manipulated by this John Wick character, thinking that he's uh, some something great. Oh, <laughs> uh, He is something great. How about planes, trains, and automobiles with Will Smith and Kevin Hart? No. 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 I didn't, I didn't even hear the second name. And I, was already <laughs> I like Kevin Hart. I hate Will Smith. Terrible. How the fuck could they even, like, what is, there's no value there. So is Kevin Hart like the John Candy character? Or is this know. like a total, a reimagining? Right. Or is Kevin Hart like the, like, serious one that just wants to, like, get home? Yeah. And then Will Smith is the annoying, like, I don't know. I don't oh, yeah. Who that cares? would be okay. Did you guys hear about this uh, fan-made trailer for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that was made like a year ago? And it was reimagining The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as like a serious, like CW-type style TV series drama. <laughs> Ooh, like the OC? Yeah. And that actually got seriously considered. And Will Smith is so desperate that he's involved in like some sort of bidding war to try to produce it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. It's all coming, folks. This is what I'm talking about. That's why this is being brought up. Okay. That's why the rage is occurring. Chelsea, yeah. coming coming to the digit two, coming to Ooh, America. I like wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is Soul Glow going to be in it? <laughs> <laughs> Soul Glow. Just let it shine through. Just let yourself, baby. That's so good. It's my new <laughs> ringtone. Uh, no, but no. 
what would the sequel even be about? Like, do you have any information at all? Oh, it's going to be Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's already made. It's already coming. It's already coming out. It'll be in a lineup probably this this fall or this winter. Um, it's about Eddie Murphy finds out he has a son in America, and he has to go back to America to find his son. Hmm. Looks like they're all back. Well, cast list, cast list is everybody. Is the back. first movie is very f- near and dear to my heart, so it was fun. We'll, we'll maybe it was a fun movie. Coming to America was one of his. Better I don't ones. want it though. Let's no. be clear. I'd it's, rather just rewatch Coming to America. It's unneeded. Eddie Eddie didn't need to do this. He's probably right. just having, having fun or whatever. Who cares? But it could be okay. So yeah, it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle. I think that's enough fury. We don't need to get any further. But I would like to do a little bit of rapid fire. <laughs> Okay, so The Flash, the movie The Flash, uh, is going to happen. And apparently, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton have both been confirmed to be appearing as Batman. What? Like The Flash is going to go through different dimensions. (gasps) Yes. Oh, my God. This is so weird that you're bringing this up. I was just checking out HBO Max the other day, and they have a bunch of like those DC animated movies on there. And I happened to watch just randomly like, oh, this one looks kind of wild. I'll watch this. And I watched I, I, I watched the animated version of the movie I think that's coming out. Because it is. There's like there's the different dimension. And in one of them, it's uh, although I'm sure this will be in the trailer too. In, in one of them, it's not his parents that die. It's Bruce that dies. And his father becomes Batman. Hmm. So we might get old Michael Keaton being old Batman. That's kind of cool. I think that's that's probably where they're going if if you've seen a vision of where they're going with it. Dave Franco, Vanilla Ice biopic. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm all over that. Vanilla Ice gets a biopic. Is, is it of done course. like in the like the Tanya Harding one is done? <laughs> oh, maybe. If it, if it is, then yes, absolutely. That's the only way that I'll be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my favorite story. Netflix apologizes for Cutie's poster that many thought sexualized children. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I just that's quite a stir. I just think that it's amusing that we live in a world where this shit is happening. Yeah. Where people get to just say, "Oh, gross, that offends me." And then everybody just goes, "Oh, wow." And in this case, yeah, guys, come on. Let's not have twerking yeah. eleven year olds. Let's let's not do that. <clears throat> this is this is one case in particular where it was possibly called for. The outrage. Oh look at this. Nicolas Cage to play a vodka drinking dragon for high high fire series adapt adaptation. Nicolas Cage, vodka drinking dragon. And that is where I launch us into the lineup for tonight. Yeah, that's enough. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. (laughs) I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Okay, now we don't say this very often. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight 
could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has has issued a few statements. Okay. Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. <laughs> uh, headliner tonight would be uh, Wonder Woman, 1984. Wonder Woman 1984. Here we go. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah, all the time. Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today, but you can save the world. Take what I want in return. Everyone will see. Born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. just a trash can. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, 1984. Nathan, worried or excited? Well, <clears throat> so... <laughs> really settle into that one. <laughs> this is likely going to center around the villain, Max Lord, played by Pedro Pascal of Narcos fame. Uh, granting a wish to bring Chris Pine back from the dead, and the consequences being entwined in the climax of the third act. Uh, Cheetah is possibly a product of a wish as well. I'd also like to bring attention to the Steve Trevor, Steve Rogers phenomenon. 
What's that? Both played by Chris's. Both captains, etc. Both uh, go to sleep for 50 years. Come mm-hmm. back to life for 50 years. Okay, anyway. I just think it's interesting. Both are Steve's, right? Yeah. I think that this is one of the best trailers that I've ever seen. And I am super excited about this movie. Until I watched the second trailer and then I saw... You're not going to let everyone say excited before you shit all over this movie. Okay, fine. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Are you? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it along. Chelsea, what are you... Cinematic. He's uh, leaving us in the cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I've never gone from so excited to so worried about a movie in two minutes and 30 seconds before. Is it because of me? Did I do that? Yeah. You showed me the second trailer. Oh. Is this the second trailer? This is the first this trailer. This is the first trailer. Oh, okay. Because Daniel's already like, this looks awful. Yeah? Go. Yeah, Daniel, toss shade. Do what you got to do. Uh, no, I was just thinking, I wasn't actually going to toss shade. I was. I'm, I think I'm coming around to tipping into excited, but I just, uh, I thought the trailer was underwhelming, but maybe that's just because I didn't have it that cranked up in my headphones, y'all. But <clears throat> um, I, I have never seen the first one, hmm. but they both look fun to me in terms of like the DC ones. These ones look the most fun or the most well done. So I'm always, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to see them, and I, they, I was excited about the first one, even though I haven't seen it, so why not? I'll toss it out there. Hmm. That's nice. Well, I have to correct you. These are not the most fun-looking DCs, okay? That belongs to Aquaman. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Defoe on a shark. You can't Defoe on a shark gets the most fun <laughs> award, okay? <laughs> oh... You know what? This trailer made me remember that I didn't tell you guys earlier when I was supposed to tell you all what I'd watched. Is I watched Glow. Has anybody mm. watched that? I watched oh, a couple the, episodes. The wrestling show with... Uh... With Alsa Brie. Yeah, it's mm. so good. If you just stick in there, like, it's a really, really good show. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, I haven't. I still haven't seen that first Wonder Woman. It looks good. I, I sh- yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch them all. <laughs> You know if Any I'm, day now. Yeah, you know if I'm going for nut, I want it to be pine. Uh, yeah. Nice. I like how they found a way to get him back into the second mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. That was quite clever. That was those focus groups. They're like, oh, shit, guys. He, he's testing real high. <laughs> like, we uh, maybe need to bring him back. DC doesn't know what the hell they're doing. I feel like they just lucked out with the first Wonder Woman being so cool. And... Yeah, they're like, oh, they captured the right tone finally. Yeah, yeah. And you think that they would just take that formula like Marvel has and just apply it to everything. Why is it so hard? Why does Marvel do it so well? And then DC just like trips, they're tripping over their own shoelaces and Right. Sucking. You guys like it when it's sad or dark or dark and sad? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they like I Batman when it's sh- dark. Let's make it dark. <laughs> Darker. Oh, is that too, is that too crazy? <laughs> is that too bright? Yeah, yeah. I can't get the tone right Shazam? at all. You're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of saying I was excited about Shazam too, and that movie was unwatchable garbage. I don't so, have a yeah. choice. It wasn't unwatchable. It's just that we had seen all the good parts already. Yeah, and Wonder Woman 1984 is like trying to trick us with this like Look, awesome remake. No, Wonder Woman, the first one was good. Yes. The third act had some weakness. Okay. And I think that this is going to happen again because... We've, we've seen Cheetah. And it's awful. <laughs> does though like ride the lightning? It's pretty. Dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there were some comments on uh, online that I found amusing. They were like making jokes about Spider-Man leaving the chat. Yeah, 
And they said, uh, they were saying that they they wonder if Wonder Woman's back hurts from carrying DC, (laughs) which is true. Because Aquaman, people are saying things about Aquaman, but I watched Aquaman and got to tell you, weak sauce. Yeah, I wouldn't pour that on my food. Intern? Uh, DC is is, pretty good. Is not Marvel. Making trailers. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. And I really enjoy the new way to shoot bullets that uh was interesting i really mostly just feel sorry for wonder woman because she's stuck with every other portion of this dcu and she doesn't belong there at all Mm. they need to take out the third act of the first movie and yes the third act of this movie because you've seen the second trailer just make wonder no i haven't oh but you can tell from the trailer that it's the same shit again they're gonna have it be super awesome and then she's gonna have to do some world ending fight whatever i don't care about that nonsense at the end because there's no point in it she can be wonder woman and you know be wonderful fighting regular things it would just be better if it ended that way um which i know they're not doing here saying that this looks like there will be a lot of entertaining parts. Two-thirds of it will be very entertaining, and I will watch it. I wish this was not part of DC. Maybe they can, like, quietly mush her into, like, the the Joker universe. <clears throat> right? Like, we'll just, like, oh, we'll just start pulling the characters that we like over to this one. And then if they make that Flash movie that they're talking about, you guys are going to see Wonder Woman and Aquaman like you have never seen either one of them before. <laughs> and it's super slow motion with the, jiggly yeah. muscles and... Yeah, and like, like powerful epic music in the background as they have godly fights. No, 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 no. no. Different, I mean, like you've never seen them before. <laughs> different dimensional, like, like Rick and Morty style dimensions, right? Uh, yes, or yes, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way to look at it. Like squids. And lobster people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, intern, is that an official excited? No, I'm worried. What? You're worried? I'm worried. You just said you're going to watch this, that you wish Wonder Woman yeah. wasn't a part of the DC. He says that's that a true. lot. And then you're going to go worried. I'm going to go watch this. I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. More than be good. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> So you're. Ex- I have a very conflicting brain. So you're excited. And then. I am more worried than excited. Andrew, it's more important for you to be excited than yeah. worried. You're going to have to say excited here, bud. Well, we'll just we'll edit it in later. I'm really excited that you guys think that I should say that. Perfect. You just gave us the exact thing we need to clip that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clip it early, and uh, you're gonna be excited about Wonder Woman. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, that, ladies and gentlemen, means that we are now on Shard Watch. That's right. We are officially on Shard Watch because there's no way that the intern is gonna well. There's no way the intern's going to make it out of the rest of this lineup without being excited about everything that's coming yeah. up. It's possible. <clears throat> it's possible. Coming up next on Trailer Pro Podcast, uh, The Nest, starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon. The nest. Here we go.
I think we need to move. What are you talking about? I thought things were great. Mm -mm. Things are dried up here. This would be our fourth move in ten Turn years. Backwards. But money's fine, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is a fresh start. <laughs> How about this? Oh my god. It's perfect, Al. That's what we always wanted. Is it? You're embarrassing. And you're exhausting. I paid our rent. I paid for Ben's school. I bought you a car. I bought you a horse. I paid for construction on your barn. You're delusional. I'm making money for us. For us? It's not for us. It's so you can go to fancy parties and tell people we have horses. For the first time in years, I feel worthwhile. I feel powerful. You're a poor kid pretending to be rich. We don't have any friends here. We don't have any family. What does it matter so much to you? Because I deserve this! A lot more! Intern, The Nest. Worried or excited? Um, this seems like it would be right up my alley. <laughs> oh? However, if I were to watch this and there was a bunch of alcohol and a bottle of sleeping pills... You would I might yourself? be dead before it's over. Um, this seems very real. Like, uh, too real. Too real. Like you've experienced this exact scenario. I thought you had those things next to your bed. I think That's what if, I were to, if I were to get rich, I picture this being my exact life. Or, intern, what if that's like your backstory that we don't know about? We just like have this understanding of how you are now, but you've actually had like a rich lifestyle previously with like a marriage, and it's like you and hanging horses. over a fainting couch, drunk, like I deserve more. <laughs> a fainting. I have couch. been married, you know. We know. Um, Did you have a fainting yeah. couch? <sighs> <laughs> Go on. I have. Uh, definitely been more worried about other films wow. but i'm concerned about this one i don't i don't want to watch it my concern is that i just don't want to watch it i think i don't know andrew at all i think i think marriage story fucked him up yeah and i think he's terrified of this movie i think so too uh marriage story was fabulous except for one scene i heard i thought you cried at it or something yeah he like I a did. child the whole way through i think he said yeah We'll find the clip yeah. later and put it in. It was in. emotional. They're playing marriage mind games here. I, this movie is yeah. triggering to Yeah. I mean, the, Daniel and Amanda would be able to speak to marriage mind games. Maybe yeah. we should ask them to weigh in before you give your official answer. Um, I am... I would totally watch this. I can't see Daniel watching this. But I actually really like movies about married people being horrible to each other. <laughs> I li It's like a subgenre that I really, really, really like. Like, I love Revolutionary Road. Um... <laughs> Honestly, the breakup is underrated. That movie, their fights are like, you and, feel like you are in that room and you, oh. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, so I actually like this kind of thing. I don't have, know Have why. you seen War of the Roses? I have not. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Amanda. That's your subgenre. Please watch okay. The War of the Roses. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Um. Hit my face. 
no, smash my face. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to smash your face. Go ahead. Smash it. Good. Carry on. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. And I, I Jude Law can, can, has the capability of, like, really scaring me. So mm. He does yeah. have, like, a quiet violence about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both like he's of just them. simmering. Both of them look like this could be, you know, a, a pot on the Oscar stove boiling. Here are my red flags. I have some red flags. I wrote them down. If you've seen War of the Roses, Roses you know that it escalates to a point that's almost comically violent at the end. I want this movie to go there. But the genre is drama. Not like drama thriller, not drama horror, just drama. So it makes me feel like they're just gonna ride that edge and never really go where I want them to go. It's rated R and I looked up what it was rated R for because I was like, violence? It's just language and a little bit of nudity. Oh! Yes. You lost dick. I hope. Then I'll be excited if that's true. Coon likes showing her boobs. Well, that's probably what it is. It says uh, some sexuality and nudity. Oh, and teen partying. So mm. buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate this fucking quote. It's this prolific quote that shows up in every indie movie movie trailer since the past couple of years. Lingers long after the final credits. <laughs> Does it? Mm. I'm just, none of these things indicate to me that the movie is going to go the distance. I don't think it's going to go where it's going to, where I want it to go. And if it does, I think it's going to take a long ass time to get there. Hmm. Yeah, those are really those well. Well-crafted concerns. I, yeah. I got my legal pad out. Yeah, you like took almost every single one that I had right out of my brain. Because <laughs> that's exactly my issue too, is that I do, I'll, I'll sit through what looks like to be a long movie with a slow burn. I'll sit through it. If we go somewhere that's like shocking or violent or I'll even go with absurd. Like the kids think they see them kill each other and then the next day they're like replaced by clones. Like, oh, I'll, I don't care. Just give me something that we're sort of tipping the scale with at the end. But it does. It just looks like it's just a really well-crafted analysis of like the crazy shit that you do and the cruel shit that you do to the ones that you love when you're in, in periods of stress. And I don't know if I have the energy so I'm like reluctantly worried. Well, I think this is a dramatic reboot of the War of the Roses. It's a reboot. Cool. I also want to go to fancy parties and tell people that I have horses. Yeah. Yeah. You already do that. Yeah. <laughs> Are those parties fancy? <laughs> uh, you had me at director of Martha Marcy May Marlene. What was he doing? Because that know. was nine years ago. It's nine years ago. He's been producing stuff and thinking around with some TV show that I was taking a look at earlier. But the point is, is that been, I... Huh? I was going to say he's been living this movie. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he was, yeah, he was He was writing it. It's he was, a biopic. He's gathering source material. I really enjoyed Martha Marcy May Marlene. And I like Jude Law. I like Carrie Coon. I like the dark melancholia going on here. That really draws to me. And at 116 of the trailer, that horse is getting buried and dumped out of a tractor. I did see that, yeah. And that says that there is some kind of violence that escalates here worthy of that R rating, and I'm excited. In turn, what's your final statement? Uh, extreme worry. Well, there goes the fucking shard. We tried. We, we tried. thought we that we curated this lineup for you, Andrew, but thanks for shitting all over it. Yeah, what's really going to well, blow your, your top later on is would he have said excited if we hadn't put him on shard watch? Hashtag oh, Matrix. Yeah. There is no spoon. 
I think she says mm. bake your biscuit, biscuit though. What's really going to bake your biscuit later? Mm. Trailer number three. Um, and actually, trailer number three and the totter can both be viewed as horror. So, But they're not like huge horror, but they can both be viewed that way. So it's kind of like... You're cheating. I'm getting a double feature. <laughs> I like both of those responses. Promising yeah. young woman. Promising young woman. Here we go. Whisper something in your ear. Good God almighty. You know, they put themselves in danger, girls like that. It was a perverted thing to say. You'd think you'd learn by that age, right? Please lay down. What are you doing? It's okay, you're safe. What are you doing? Hey, I said, what are you doing? Every week, I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. Okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? I thought we had a connection. Okay. How old am I? What are my hobbies? What's my name? Sorry, maybe that one's too hard. Cassandra? We're in class together at Forest. You would have been a great doctor. What happened? I left under unusual circumstances. You remember what happened, right? Why I dropped out. I'm not the only one who didn't believe it. We get accusations like this all the time. Who needs brains? They never did a girl any good. I'm so sorry I didn't go with her. You gotta let it go. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Why do you guys have to ruin everything? We were kids. If I hear that one more time, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was hoping you'd feel differently by now. It's every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. Lately, I've been feeling like I might want to get back into it. Okay, Daniel, promising young woman, worried or excited? You know, if you like edited this movie or a little bit different, tweaked a couple of things, you could probably blend this into like a Harley Quinn origin story. Um, <laughs> nice, nice DC tie-in. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm on the fence about it because it looks like it could be fun. There's a lot of revenge. I see McLovin in there, so there's definitely like a comedic tone that they're going to try and carry. Plus, there's a bunch of comedians in here. I think I saw what's his name, Bo Burnham. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in there, which is interesting. I like him. He's a better actor than he gets credit for. Um, but then is it also just 
how how preachy are we going to be? How dramatic is it going to be? How violent is it going to be? It, it's tough to gauge like where all those things are going to land based on that trailer. So it's like, I guess I guess I'll give it the benefit of the doubt just because I'm there haven't been a whole lot of fun and or great and or even watchable horror movies that have come out lately. So like a uh, please excited. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one thing's for sure, the uh, the incels are going to go apeshit over this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was Andrew? walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, please. His arms are folded right now. I can hear it. I have. Uh, it's been a while since I've been so excited to watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this one uh, ranks pretty high up there. I'm pretty excited. Intero would be like a great character addition to this movie because it would probably be, he'd probably be like a character halfway through the plot. We're like, she's done this a few times. You're on her side. You know how she does it. And then she comes across someone like the intern who like enjoys being found out. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to torture him a little bit. He's like, oh, can you can you go for the balls? This is my comment because she's got a lot of ticks in that book. But it mm-hmm. appears from the trailer that all these boys that take her home are just like harmless losers or like spineless opportunists. Who pose absolutely no threat to her at all. Like they're right. just is I don't think it's gonna go that direction where she ends up in a situation that she's in over her head. But I think that would be an interesting situation mm. for her to end up in. And I'm with Daniel a little bit. Like I'm worried that the movie's gonna be too on the nose with the feminist agenda. That, like it might get tired. That early could be on. the twist that they're holding back on though. Maybe she does get into a situation that she can't get out of. And Bo Burnham's got to come and save her. Where yeah. she takes advantage of It's a little bit confusing, too, because it does have it is does have the comedy feel. And then also she's starting this weird relationship. It's like, a, is it a rom-com horror? Is, it a, is that a first? Here's what I think. I think it's a rom-com. Woman, woman is wronged. Woman takes vengeance, but never fully crosses the line by killing anyone. Woman falls in love against all odds and then murders him when he turns out to be just like the rest of them. That could be. Uh, rated R for strong violence, including sexual assault, language throughout, some sexual material, and drug use. Well, I'm excited. And then Jude Law's penis. Hmm. I'll <laughs> give it an excited for the uh, for the toxic yeah. remake by the string quartet. There, that was nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what right. about Amanda? I I like really been thinking hard on this one. It's hard. I'm just. It could be good. But I'm a victim blamer, so I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I'm also worried about McLovin's character specifically. I would was wondering walk- if he was the most evil one. Yeah, that would be. We were walking in Vegas, and some guys uh, pointed at me and 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 called me McLovin, and then laughed at me. What? So I. But you don't look like McLovin. So I have a connection because of that incident. I have a connection with McLovin, and I'm worried for his well-being <laughs> out of solid out of solidarity that's so yeah that is weird a weird comparison i would never have thought that. i was wearing my glasses maybe that's what did it well that's what they say about mclevin glasses mm. i love him in kick-ass by the way he's a perfect perfect villain i think that's everybody i think i'm gonna buzz it <clears throat> trailer number four tonight ladies and gentlemen is brought to you by charlie kaufman it is his first horror movie project it is called i'm thinking of ending things
I'm thinking of ending things. Here we go. Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. I'm visiting Jake's parents for the first time. He hasn't been my boyfriend for very long. They really are looking forward to meeting you. I think of ending things. Hello? We're here. Oh, hi. Oh, it's all wet. Here they come. Jeff has told us so much about you. He's told me so much about both of you, too. And you came anyway? <laughs> Jake tells me you're studying quantum psychics. Mm, physics. Really? But there's just something profoundly wrong here. Are you okay? Yeah. I think you're ending something. I am so glad Jake has found someone. <laughs> Soon this will all be a distant memory. Who's this? It's me. No, it was me. I tell you, I would misplace my own head if it wasn't screwed onto my own head. I feel like I was seeing them as they were. Seeing them as they will be. Seeing them after they're gone. I'm thinking of ending stay here. Excuse me? You don't have to go. I don't have to go where? Forward. People like to think of themselves as points moving through time. But I think it's the opposite. We're stationary. And time passes through us. Blowing like cold wind. Maybe this is how it was always going to end. Amanda, worried or excited? Well, I was really into it for like the first half of the trailer. And then I was not into it because I'm so confused and not in the best way because I'm like, I think I'm going to watch this shit for a long time and never know what I was supposed to understand. (laughs) And I'm offended. That's Charlie Kaufman for you. So I'm worried. Yeah. Uh, let me come in after that then, because I think I can put like being John Malkovich has a similar, totally absurd premise that you don't quite totally understand until about halfway into the movie, exactly how everything works, but they do get you there. They do give you the payoff. And because of that, it becomes ultimately charming in a way that's unlike most things. I also love deep, deep in my heart, the movie adaptation. I think it's one of Nick Cage's best works, to be honest. Um, and I am totally down for this. The second the dog won't stop shaking, you're like, oh shit, something's fucking weird here. And I think that they're going to capture a lot of like great mania. Like I see a lot of maniacal dinner scenes that reflect kind of like the ones from <laughs> uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in terms of their ability to capture just how uncomfortable it can be when you start to realize that there's like a madness settling in with people. So 
I'm going to say excited, even though I totally understand Mando's and hope that I'm the one that's right. <laughs> They're rebooting Texas Chainsaw Massacre again as well. Oh, good. Just okay. the fourth or fifth time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to step in. I'm going to say um, that, that line that she said, where she said that, uh, you know, we are not people passing through time. We are stationary and time is passing through us. I was like, I understand Tenet now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Right. Also, Chelsea's friend was over here, and she watched this trailer, and she's a uh, interior design person. And she said that the wallpaper in this trailer or in this movie, and I don't know whether it's a production design decision or whether it will actually play a role in the film, but the wallpaper is William Morris wallpaper which is known for having arsenic in it, which back in the day made people go crazy. Oh, that probably plays into it. That would be a detail that he would capture. In there, yeah. It's actually a thing that happened in, in history. Was They had to remove arsenic from wallpaper because it was making people crazy. But only people that were older, not people that were of middle age that could handle the arsenic oh. and process it in their bodies uh, easier. Still affected them negatively, but it didn't make them go crazy like it did for old people. So yeah, so weird, like lead paint and silver, like pure silver yeah. utensils. Yeah, so I think that that's probably playing a role. I'm really interested in Charlie Kaufman movies. It's the kind of thing that I say I'm excited for and then I never watch. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. Some of them are never watchers, like Synecdoche. 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 Phloxanox and Isle of Philippication. Okay. Wow. That was back in the day we did some word stuff. That means mm. it doesn't have. Uh, Phloxanox and Isle of Philippitation describes the intern. You can look it up. Intern word or excited. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> never have I been so excited to watch a movie <laughs> that I can remember. I don't. It's like been five so minutes long. ago. Teeter totter. It, it's. So how I felt about the last movie in comparison to um, how excited I am, I feel the exact same amount um, more excited about this film than the last one. Um, this might be the best film uh, that TPP is, uh, has, has put on here. You don't have to it wait has... for it either. It's coming out like in six days. You know what? I'm going to be at your house. I'm going to watch it there. Really? And then... When Criterion releases it in a year, I'm going to buy it from them. I'm so excited. Yeah. I had an orgasm. You said you were leaving it on, a, the, on the third. That's comes I've out got a fourth. macro erection. A macro erection. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just make me want to tease you more. <laughs> yeah. It's part of yeah. his charm. Yeah. Yeah. On my, on my legal pad, I wrote in the pro column being John Malkovich, and in the con column, I wrote everything Amanda said. Hmm. So, I'm really torn. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's one of those movies where, like, the audience is lost, the protagonist is lost, Andrew's talking about criterion cinematography, and if they don't have that moment where they explain to me exactly what is happening... I won't be able to walk away from it with a good feeling. I'll walk away with a what the fuck feeling. I'm going to go excited and give it the benefit of the doubt, but I have all those concerns. Like every cell in my body is just screaming like, this is a David Lynch movie. What's wrong with that? (laughs) 
so well, many things, Andrew. Yeah, that's that's the journey. Guys like Charlie Kaufman and David Lynch, it's like they keep making movies and you keep wanting them to make more sense and they keep making less sense. Right. And it just that's gets more and more thing. frustrating. And it's almost like they get off on it. Like like their natural resting state is a is a is with their mind completely lost without any conclusions being made, totally in chaos. Right. They're perfectly happy there. But and I don't know how much the parents are in it, but those few scenes in the trailer the parents are like hyper awkward in this way that's so charming and so funny. I just can't help but smile for the first two minutes of that trailer. Yeah. They do a good job, don't they? But there's always these, I, I'm hypersensitive to things that other people in the podcast will react to negatively. Like so, I, well, cause that actress, oh. I know, I know that Daniel hates her. So, Tony I'm, like, Collette? so I'm like, Oh, she's doing a great job, but Daniel hates her. Guys. Oh my God. But she's, <laughs> In this role, I think it suits her. Oh yeah, for sure. And the ooh. Do you still hate her, Daniel? Did I? Did I ever voice a particular hatred towards her? Wow. Huh. Did you? I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a super fan, but she I think Hereditary. It, yeah, she was good in Hereditary, and uh, it was a. Uh, it was about the show. I remember the comment was regarding the show where she was playing a multi personality person. Oh yeah, that was <sighs> just like just because the performance itself was tired. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it was just, okay, well, then it was just exclusive hey, to the one. I'm Hank. This is my repairman personality. I'm a man now. <laughs> okay, well, then it was tied to the one performance. Yeah. And I hung yeah, on to it. I didn't particularly hate that show. Yeah. Okay, all right. What was it? The three, the United States of Terra or something? Yep. That's okay. exactly what it was. Okay. Perfect. Where are we? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, your final trailer tonight for Trailer Park Podcast 125 is The Devil All the Time, starring uh, Tom Holland and R. Pats. The devil all the time. Here we go. Happy birthday, Arlo. Happy birthday, honey. Happy birthday to you. Well, this was your daddy's. Brought back from the war. Time to pass it on. It's the best present I ever got. Thank you. How and why people from two points on a map without even a straight line between them can be connected is at the heart of our story and knock them stiff. You ever think about how we ended up orphans living in the same house? I know what my daddy did. Some people would say it's just dumb luck. You take pictures? I do. I see a smile pretty enough to photograph, that is. Others would tell you it was God's plan. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That ain't no preacher. He's as bad as they got on the damn radio. When people look back on it, they had no other choice. A lot of no good sons of bitches out there. Excuse me, preacher. You got time for a sinner. 
know, I studied something. It's called the delusion. A belief that is untrue. It is our delusion that lead us to sin. Some people were born just so they could be buried. What I'm about to do, I do because I have to. Not because I want to. Chelsea, worried or excited? Honestly, I don't have that much articulate to say about this movie, except that uh, I'm so excited. Like, I never thought that I would be excited to see a movie with our pats in it, but... Delusion! It looks good! It looks so good! And Tom Holland, I'm totally convinced by all the actors, and Sebastian Stan is in this movie I saw, there's a bunch of other people too. Nathan's highlighting a comment. Yeah, Pennywise is in there. No way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill Skarsgård plays um, Tom Holland's father, I think, in flashbacks. I don't know why, but this this mood, this feeling, this like sweaty, dirty, small town, religious, culty, violent thing is describing exactly what is inside of me right now. Like the feeling I want to have is this movie, so I'm gonna watch it. And sweaty. I'm very excited. This is like I want to be sweaty in a church. This movie. <laughs> sweaty. It's like a it's like a there will be blood feeling a little bit. I don't know why it reminds me of that. Violent, sweaty. Dirty. See that? I'm I don't know. I'm ex- I'm very excited. I to use Andrew's words, I'm more excited than I've ever been. Hmm. <laughs> most mm-hmm. The most been. excited. Most. Um, what's the what's the what's the running time on this movie? <sighs> two hours and 18 minutes two hours and 18 minutes damn that throws that's not okay that hold bad. on it's not bad it's not bad it's only 18 minutes over the two hour mark it's fine i was just gonna say if this movie was like 150 and under let me talk it up based Can on I... the amount of action that i see going on okay in this trailer, okay it could be, be very quick paced and like super gritty and like intense but 218 that's a lot of space okay rated r for violence bloody disturbing in- images sexual content graphic nudity and language throughout Hmm. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Let me give you some background, Daniel. <laughs> this is what I've learned. Let me tell you what I've learned. What? Go ahead. I've learned from the consensus from the Reddit crowd and the internet is that this book that this movie's based on is very dark. And that the fans of the book think that the trailer looks like it's doing the book justice and not even coming close to how dark the movie's going to actually be. Uh, they were likening it to True Detective Season 1, but more bleak. Oh, wonderful. Are you talking it up? or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am talking it up. Apparently, the guy that wrote this book, is uh, he was a paper mill worker and a truck driver until he was 50. And then he went back to school and wrote this book, and it became a bestseller. But we need Great to get... Great title, I just have to say. Yeah. Great title. Yeah, I don't think that's... Uh... It is the title of the book. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think it's um, it's time to tell you the most important part about this movie. That's, is Joel in it? It was produced by 
by Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh my hey, hey, Jake! Hey, Jake! <laughs> produced by, not starring in, produced by, I think he's buddies with Tom Holland. I'm obviously excited. Yeah, he cameos in it real, like, real quick in, like, a, uh, in his costume from Spider-Man and him and Tom wink at each other. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that one. <laughs> Don't yeah. fuck with me. Some homosexual uh, scene in the back room <laughs> with Tom. But it's a Netflix movie. Mm. So even if it is two hours and 18 minutes, you can just like take a break. Oh, yeah, you can good. just watch it on 2X. Good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Uh, well, and what I was going to say, Daniel, is you liked that dumbass Apostle movie that was on Netflix. That movie's 210. Yeah. That movie's too, not good. It's too long. Yeah. It's too it, long. It's definitely what was preventing it from being a great movie was that it was too long. <laughs> it was definitely good, though. No, listen, I'm still going to go excited on this because you're right. It has, it's got like a really interesting vibe. Um, everything that Chelsea said was was pretty spot on about about how I feel about it as well. Yeah, I'm a little bit less excited now because I was like, man, tight, fast, go, delusions. But yeah, so like, I'm, I'm still excited. Because Jake Gyllenhaal is producing. Amanda? That's what tipped it, yeah. No, I'm excited. I, this the, the cast is phenomenal. And um, honestly, I can't really, I, I can't make heads or tails of the plot, but I don't care. It looks great. It's got a great vibe to it. So we'll be watching it. There's a bunch of different things going on here. I think there's separate storylines that are kind of in a montage because the Jason Clark character and his wife, I think, are serial killers. Yeah, there's some sort of like rapey vibe with him. Yeah. And Tom Holland's dad like may have accidentally or on purpose killed somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, some kind of uh, tension going pre- on between Tom Holland. Preacher taking advantage of a sad, broken town. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Sebastian Stan who's just like arms up in the air, sheriff with a shotgun trying to handle it all. So, so I think they call him a crooked sheriff in the oh, synopsis. Oh, he could be. Yeah, you know what? They're probably, they're probably all corrupt and, and dark. It's just the upbeat comedy that 2020 needs. <laughs> in turn, is this the best movie you've ever seen? No. Um, I do want to say that, yes. Yes, I do have time for a sinner. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay. Tom Holland... Lower your pants. Tom Holland is something else, eh? Oh, he's uh Wow. He's a real he's a real movie star. I'm I'm here. You know, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> he is a real movie you star. Know? They were they were attacking his uh his accent on the internet, but I don't think it sounds terrible. They were saying that one of the big things on the internet was that hey, this is set in Ohio and Virginia. They don't talk that way. Right, it's not as severe. Who yeah, cares? what if it's uh someone that uh has lived there. Wait, they didn't hire somewhere else. Only people from Ohio to be in this movie. Yeah, people need to calm the fuck down calm with the accents. Fuck down. Um, I'm pretty I... excited. Netflix is uh, looks like they're they're hitting they're hitting uh, up, right? above got, 300 right now. They got Kaufman on board. That's weird. I feel yeah. like doing a Netflix movie would be something one of Kaufman's characters would write about condescendingly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, in terms of elitist condescension, uh, Netflix never pays for 35 millimeter film movies, but uh, they allowed it for Devil All the Time. I so, don't know what that means. It means that Charlie Kaufman's probably like pretentious enough to ask to shoot on film, and Netflix would have turned him down. But they said yes to Devil All the Time because of the cast. I think because of all the people that were involved. It's a real, real film. You're gonna get to see. Yeah. Film stock. Yeah, that matters to some people. You know what would be better is if the last one we watched 
was shot in 35 millimeter. Mm. Are you still thinking of ending things? He said that I, in like a I real am. pornographic voice. Yeah, he did. Low and gravelly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you wish eight millimeter was filmed in 35 millimeter? <laughs> yeah, he, he turned are on the, he turned on his Riviere voice. Are you the babysitter? <laughs> God. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think that I think that does it. Uh, I can't believe this. Uh, Amanda and Chelsea are both liars. They said uh, that they would only participate in the podcast for zero to eighty percent, and here they are, one hundred percent later. One hundred percent. Yeah, but you put devil all the time at the end. Deliberately. Deliberately yes. to manipulate us. Uh, to manipulate you. Amanda had no idea. She stayed here because she was having fun. Our See, lawyers will be contacting your lawyers. That's true. We need a bonus for this. Definitely. Um, I'm just really comfy. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think she's just too lazy to move. <laughs> it was the chair. It was the new setup. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for viewing these trailers and providing the cool billion with the knowledge that they need to move forward. Yep, and to the uh, cool trillion out there, live from Newton. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> Since this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, I have decided to kill myself. <laughs> One of the best clips. <laughs> hey, you fucking bastards! <sighs> These are all good. Move your giant cotton candy (laughs) indeed (sighs) all right gentlemen don't you guys have things that you say like go here to watch this and meet me here not anymore you just you just mail it in yeah okay what are we gonna say you know where to go if you ask me yeah and if you don't what what we usually say or what i sometimes say is if you really want to know that badly you need to listen to the archive catalog because we say that shit a lot and you can pick it up there that's how we handle it. Yeah, don't pretend like you're going to go to our website. You're going to go listen to some porn while you have us on in the background. You're going to jerk off and go to bed. To That's my, what I'm going to do to, right to now. To the sound of my voice, specifically. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You want a bunch of gross dudes jerking off to your voice? Yeah, I want to like help them out. Like Give them a rhythm to jerk to. One, two, one and two. One and two and three oh, and stroke, God. stroke, stroke. Yes, I want it. <laughs> Fine, but let's just get it over with. No, please stop. That might get him going. No, stop, please. Ow, 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 ow. Oh my God, you're so thick. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> dry and shove it to the base. Uh, good night, team. Good night. Let's end it on a PG-13 note. And we're going to relax our senses and we're going to take you into another place into another universe. Oh. Oh. Intern, why don't you start and Chelsea interrupt him. Perfect. I'm going to say that I am... Really excited about this movie, especially <laughs> because of the quotes. <laughs> Old Jimmy Bob. Old Jimmy Bob. Sometimes you have to slap a woman. A feminist. <laughs> this is what's going to happen right now. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. When I come back, we're going to start this fucking thing. Okay, this is what's going to happen. 
Daniel's going to go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> I'm going to go get some more wine. And when I come back, we're going to start this thing. I'm wondering minute. when my vagina is going to like shut down. You can't possibly just like keep taking poundings. Sean Connor. Good God, yes. Just Good like God. that. I'm excited. Do that. Touch that. Be shock it. Shock it. Be sucking here and sucking there. And then before you know it. Fun. Wild anal. I think it's too much blasting at my face and I'm worried about it. Intern, did you see Schenectady? Schenectady, New York. Schenectady. 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 Spell it. Suck it. I'm from Boston. SC, connect to the knee bone. Schenectady. Alright, enough of this monkey fuck. I can't speak Norwegian. Who do I call over there? Hello. Hi. No, 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 the hello that you just did was the same exact accent you used for Swedish. Swedish. It's because they're similar. In the last episode. Yeah, they're like exactly the same people. Okay. It's also the uh, international dialing code for Sweden. Mm. Hello. Let me in that pushy. (laughs) (laughs) That wet pushy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll slap that pushy. (laughs) When you say damp. Do you mean moist? Moist. Sweaty. And moist? Panties. Moist. <laughs> oh, God. I'm professional, right. and this yeah. is a very serious show. It is. It almost makes you want to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I've been talking to myself like an asshole this whole time. <laughs> I thought you guys were just ignoring me. He said right. something about getting on the throne, and I didn't know if that was like a poop reference. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah, he's taking a Except in the intern's world, it's like the toilet's already full of poop, and he sits down and slowly creeps inside of him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to walk down the fucking alley, and I'm going to dominate your ass against that fucking wall. You're going to dominate my asshole. I'm going to dominate your intergluteal (laughs) cleft. On against the wall. Why down are your eyes closed? There. <laughs> I'm in, I'm picture I'm envisioning it. <laughs>